0: Kevin, a couple of years ago, McLaren returned to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway with Fernando Alonso to try to make the Indianapolis 500-mile race. For those that are unfamiliar with what that means, McLaren is a very well-established, high-reputation international race team of Formula One success and legacy, who's had success in North America as well. Fernando Alonso, a two-time... World champion, And they came over here with some pomp and circumstance. Alonso had run with Andretti previously for the 500 and done very, very well. So there was a lot of expectation. And it was a total disaster. The McLaren team came over, and for those that are unfamiliar, in IndyCar, you have cars that are set up to run on ovals. Then you have a different aero configuration for cars that are on road and street courses. And Fernando Alonso, who's a mega talent, goes out there and couldn't get the car up to speed at all because the McLaren team, who was really arrogant, they were the smartest guys in the paddock and they didn't listen to any advice and they didn't take any pointers from anybody uh, until it was too late when they realized that they actually had the road and street course configuration on the oval car. And it was a total disaster. And that's what this Colts team looks like to me. Chris Ballard's really arrogant. He's the smartest guy in the room. And everybody's tried to tell him that he is setting up a car for road and street courses that in fact needs to be run on ovals. And whenever anybody tried to point it out to him, he didn't want to listen. He didn't need to listen. He's smarter than you are. And he came up with a football team that does have some good players. No question about it. They have some good players. Unfortunately, they're players that are set up to drive on road and street courses, and the rest of the NFL is running on ovals. And the construction of this team is flawed. And I think Chris Ballard knows the game of football and I think that Chris Ballard knows how to put together a team. I just think that he erred in the fashion of team that he decided to accumulate. And they have very good players in the wrong positions. And those players they have that are in the right position, there aren't enough of them. In today's NFL you got to be able to throw the ball. You got to be able to protect the football and you have to have a young, mobile up-and-coming, rising quarterback. And the Colts keep going into the quarterback garage sale every two years and going back into the discount bin and getting... They need to quit shopping at Nordstrom Rack, and eventually they've got to go to Nordstrom. And it's all come to fruition here in what you see... Love Nordstrom Rack, by the way. It is great. What you see now is the following. You have an owner leading up to the game that said he wanted everybody pissed off, intense, and primal. I don't think he was talking to his fans. I think he actually was subconsciously saying that to his players. He was hoping his players would come out that way. But when you look at what Jim Irsay was selling fans on leading up to the game, and keep in mind, he did say that his team was going to be all chips in, Period. So what do they have to sell us on about the Colts game against the rivaled Tennessee Titans? Come out to the game and be sure enjoy the fact that Grover Stewart's wings are going to be there. The maniac burger is going to be on display. Even Jim Irsay knows that his team is so bland, so boring, and so underperforming that he's actually got to go to their culinary habits to get people to come to the stadium. And the bottom line is that Jim Irsay wants to talk about everybody being all chips in, and guess what? The fans are. People are spending their hard-earned money. People are sacrificing a beautiful Sunday in a city where we don't know how many of those we have left for the season to go down and watch a football team that comes out and is either too bored, too undercoached, or too not talented in the key areas – to come out and show you anything for the first three quarters. So as I'm watching that game yesterday, what I'm thinking to myself is there are a lot of people here that are all chips in, and none of them can affect the outcome of the game. So now you're at a crossroad, if you are Jim Irsay, where your biggest fear is about to come true, and that is you're about to lose your fan base of people that have cashed in and are selling their tickets or giving them away to people to go and do something else. Now, fans are fickle, and if they win, they beat Denver. All of a sudden, Chris Ballard's a genius again, and everybody's back in on board. But for right now, fans deserve better. The city deserves better. And people expect better when they go down what they want to see as a football team, not necessarily that wins every game, but looks and acts like they're prepared to try to do that. And instead, they have a coach that about the eighth thing that you would list about Frank Reich and his attributes would be his coaching prowess. He is a nice guy, no question about it. When you talk about Chris Ballard, about the eighth thing that you would list in terms of Chris Ballard of his attributes would be his ability to build a 2022 roster. And with Jim Merce, who is a nice, kind-hearted, philanthropic, and fun guy, about the eighth thing that you would list with, with Jim Merce would be his ability to light a fire on his team and kick their ass to go out and play a game that's worthy of me spending my dollar. And that's where they are. And that's the pickle that they're in. And Jim Ursay, to his credit, has worked very, very hard to not be his father. But in doing that, I think that Jim Mersey at times perhaps has crossed over into becoming an owner that is a little bit too interested in being the best friend of everybody and not the guy that people look at and fear the repercussion of not performing to the level that he expects.